psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 23. It is one of the most beloved psalms in the entire Psalter. It is one of the psalms we, we most lean on in dark times. It is a psalm to memorize, a psalm of, of consolation and hope, perfect for dark days and, and times of tragedy. Of course, Psalm 23 begins, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. I shall not be in want. I wonder how that expression strikes our ears this morning. Even the best of times saying, I shall not be in want, might strike us as foolishly optimistic. But as I sit here, preaching from my home, while my listeners watch me on computers and phones and screens apart from one another, it seems almost ludicrous. Of course we want. I want. Yes, I long for all the sorts of things I wanted a month ago, but now I also long for all the things that we have lost. I want to sit in a crowded coffee shop or go to a store to browse. I want my kids to be in school. I want to make a, a, a quick run to the grocery store without having to wonder if I will be able to find what I am looking for. And I miss the rhythms of our life as a parish family. I don't want to be sitting here sharing virtual time together. I want to be together physically. I want to fill our sanctuary because I, I miss celebrating the Eucharist and coming together around Christ's table to receive communion. I miss gathering in the Saints Francis and Claire room for, for classes and, and Bible study. And I miss you all. I miss shaking your hands and, and giving you hugs. I miss our robust exchange of the peace. I miss being physically present with one another. I want, I, I wanna go back to the way things were. And moreover, I want people to be well. I, I want the ill to recover. I want those who are grieving to be comforted. I want to see our, our medical care providers supplied with all the tools they need to do their jobs. I want those who are facing financial ruin to be cared for and to get relief. I want our leaders in government to work in earnest to promote the common good. And for my own part, I want to let go of my own frustration and my own anger. I want to let go of that fearful part of me that has started to see my fellow human beings not so much as human, but as vectors for disease. So yes, I cannot say with a straight face this morning, I shall not be in want. For indeed, I want a great deal. But of course, the author of this 23rd Psalm knew want quite well. Of course, this might not leap out to us uh, at first. The images of the Psalm are, are mostly pastoral, right? God's presence and care is celebrated here. God is described as a shepherd, as an abiding presence, and as a banquet host. The themes are on tranquility and safety. The psalmist knows 
that she is cared for and knows that God will always provide for her. And yet the psalmist also knows that God will provide for her in a life that is not always tranquil. There are times where she will have to face the reality of the valley of the shadow of death. Hers is a life that will inevitably face evil. The psalmist will know the presence of those who trouble her, which is to say she will have enemies. Psalm 23 does not deny the reality of the trouble and woe of our lives. The psalm does not pretend that death and evil and enemies do not exist. It does not imagine a world with no threat and no hardship. It does not imagine a world with no want. What the psalm reveals to us is that God is with us, even in the midst of this want. If we allow God to be our shepherd, it is God who will lead us and guide us. It will be God who will nourish us and give us rest and refreshment. It will be God who will journey with us and be with us, even in the face of death, even in the face of evil, and in the midst of our enemies. It is God who will spread a table before us and will throw us a banquet. To dwell in the house of the Lord is to dwell in the temple of God's presence. And what this psalm reveals is that our whole life is spent with God. God is present with us. And indeed, this is the witness of Scripture, that God is present with God's creation and with God's children. For what God reveals to us in the history of the people of Israel is that God is with us. What is revealed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that God is with us. What God reveals in the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells in our hearts and in the life of the church and that indeed is always active and at work in the world, what is revealed is that God is with us. God's presence is not a denial of the valley of the shadow of death. It is not a denial of evil. It is not a denial of our enemies. But what God's presence means is that none of these powers can triumph over God's providence and care. For nothing, nothing, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. In this way, we are provided for, because we are never cut off from the source of our life and being. In this way, our needs are met. Since God is present as our shepherd, our deepest longings, our deepest needs, our deepest wants are met. Admittedly, it is difficult to live out of this reality, maybe especially in a time like this, where there are so many temptations during this time of, of physical isolation and illness and scarcity. Perhaps we are tempted to, to isolate ourselves out of self-concern and self-preservation, hoarding and selfishly guarding what we deem as ours and ours alone, or perhaps in our grief or in our pride. We live in denial of our connection and therefore do not take seriously the need for self-distancing. Or perhaps we succumb to despair. Perhaps we lose hope. 
To my mind, all of these temptations are really about turning from the God from God to rely on our our own all too limited resources. They are a form of forgetting the God who is present. They are a form of forgetting the God who will and does provide for us. And when we turn from God, so too we turn from our neighbors. And yet in this time of physical separation, our call is to an even greater solidarity. Our call is to, to even more solidarity and not less. While we are all safer at home and keep each other safer with physical distancing, we must strive to find ways to bring ourselves closer socially and spiritually. In his letter to the Ephesians that we heard this morning, Paul writes, once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. The challenge of this time is to be creative as, as children of light. The challenge of this time is to live in and into the abundance of God's presence and allow that abundance to transform us and move us to respond to the need that is all around us. And the challenge is to trust that as we live out of the abundance of God's presence, God will use us for God's good purposes. God is present with us and God will make something of this time that seems so senseless and so wasteful. Perhaps, perhaps with the psalmist, we might even be able to proclaim, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Amen.